Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 welcome to the Square Sharks podcast brought to you by Tavour. Want craft beer delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to Tavour.com or download Tavour from your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads here with my partner in crime once again, coming off a hot, hot, Hot 3-0, and Ben, Mr. Big Ball and Ben. Larson, what's yes, going on tonight, Ben? Sir, not much, man. I uh, I do owe you a shot. We oh, got to get that dude, done and out right. of the way, man. That is uh, right. Good thing it's Friday night, right? TGIF. Yeah, I don't have to work in the morning this time, so that's uh, that's a big benefit. So, uh, so if you guys uh, if you guys missed out or you need a refresher, Ben and I, we went 3-0 and on our locks together, and then I liked uh, Atlanta Braves plus one and a half, that hit, and I also liked the Wizards money line, but Ben gave me two points regardless, and yep. the Wizards won. It did take a, a pretty epic collapse there at the end by the Warriors, but, you know, when you're on the winning side, you don't complain. A W is a W. You got it. So, hey, bottoms up. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to that. Ooh, I love some whiskey on a Friday. Ooh, wee. Oh, yeah, well, I, I don't drink too real. much. I love whiskey Just, every night, so <laughs> it doesn't seriously. have to be a Friday. <laughs> seriously, but don't drink too much because you got to get early to put these bets in tomorrow. And we're, we're going to talk four games here, or technically three games in a fight because we got UFC 261 coming on. Um, so we're going to talk some baseball, some NBA action, and like I said, UFC 261. So we're going to get it started. We're going to go with what we've been hot on, and that is baseball. We've been very hot with that Major League Baseball picks this year, or at least the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean overall, we've, we've, hit a overall lot of, we've been good. Yeah, we've been, we've been good overall. Um, but let's talk about the New York Yankees at Progressive Field facing the Cleveland Indians. This is a big pitcher's duel. We got Garrett Cole. He's 2-1 on the year, sporting a 1.82 ERA, going against Shane Bieber, reigning Cy Young Award winner. He's 2-1 with a 2.45 ERA. He kind of had a rocky start, but he's uh, been much better as of late. So, you know, before we, like, deep dive into the game, Ben, like, what's your initial lean on this? You know, this is a tough one because both of these offenses are – pretty trash but i mean six and a half runs is it just seems way low to me even with you know garrett cole and shane bieber on the hill 
um, you know, both with, you know, with those sub three ERAs. Uh, but man, six and a half, just, it, it just seems low to me for, you know, two teams that could potentially have a big day. So I'm leaning. It's also, it's also crazy too, Ben, because Garrett Cole's last three starts against Cleveland, um, obviously two of the starts he was on the Astros, but his three starts against Cleveland, final score 12 to three, seven to one, one to two. Shane Bieber against the Yankees, last three starts, three to 12. That was against Garrett Cole last time, six to seven and six to five. So, I mean, these guys are, these are games going over when these two guys face the Yankees. Yeah. And I know that, I know for Garrett Cole, he was on the Astros before. And Shane Bieber, I mean, his, you know, most recent start was that loss to the Yankees in the playoffs. Um, that was 12 to 3, September 29th. And then June 9th of 2019, lost 6 of 7. The time before that was 2018. I'm pretty sure that was like his rookie year, if I'm mm. not mistaken. So it's, it is a long time ago. But at yeah. least the, the 3 to 12 game should have some, some weight to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, if you look at their last few starts, you've got. You know, Garrett Cole had a total of six runs, four runs, and then a nine run back on April 6th. Um, if you look at Bieber's, it was nine runs, two runs, six runs. But the way that these two teams have played head-to-head this year, um, you know, last time they met, which was... What? Today. Oh, see, I don't... What was the score today? Three to five. Three to five. Okay. And then, and then Thursday was three to six. Yep. And then if you go back even, you know, one more, they've got that. was that. the playoffs. What was that? Like, oh, hello. Yeah. Nope. I can yeah tell my numbers here, the 23rd and the 22nd. Um, yeah. So, you know, both times this year, they've, they have been hitting. Um, but they haven't had Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole on the mound. Yeah, I know. And you look at their over/under, you know, throughout the whole year, and it's you know the Yanks are seven and twelve, um, hitting under twelve times, and then Cleveland is you know seven and eleven, hitting that under eleven times. So, you know, these these are two teams that are really kind of banking on their off their defenses right now. Um, you know, both both have been. Ranked Both have been uh, not hitting well, but it's hard to put a lot of weight into how teams have been. Because, I mean, the Cubs, for example, like they they couldn't hit a beach ball for the first two weeks. But then this last week, they put up over 10 runs three times. Yeah. So, I mean, like at any point, especially especially the Yankees lineup, because, I mean, they got boppers in their lineup. Like we've yeah. seen these guys do it at the highest level. To me, it's just a matter of time before they start hitting and then they're going to start to roll a little bit, go on a win streak. So I, I don't think we can quantitatively, we can't like quantity, we can't quantitatively predict that is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah and when is that actually going to happen? You know, right. you look at, at Bieber's last two starts, he went eight innings and then nine innings, Garrett Cole, you know, six and a third, six and then seven and his three starts. So, I mean, these guys are going distance and, you know, keeping the score down 
So maybe that six and a half is, you know, something to look at. Yeah. Because with those pitchers, I mean, would you even take money line? It's so close. It's almost at a pick them. Um, yeah. Even at a pick them, I would still probably probably lean uh, Cleveland. Yeah, the way that the Yankees have been playing. Well, I mean, the Yankees, have, they won the first two games of the series, right? Yeah. But, you know, you've got a guy like Shane Bieber. He's like your gaps. He's like your – he's the guy you throw out there to end, a, a, you know, a losing streak. That's what the great thing about aces are because you you stop losing streaks from going on 10 games. Yeah, but, I mean, look what's on the other side of the hill, though. I mean, you've got Garrett Cole who's, right. you know, also been lights out. What's the run line at? Uh, let's see. Minus one and a half is plus 195. Uh, plus one and a half is minus 220. It's, it's tough to put a lot of weight into the starters a lot of times because the bullpens are what comes after, right? And the Yankees have been inconsistent, but they still have uh, what's his face on the back end, Chapman. Yeah, Zach Britton is out, so they're missing their setup guy. But I mean, their bullpen is still formidable. In Cleveland's bullpen, I have more question marks about because I mean, last game Shane Bieber pitched, they lost two to four, and the guy, or I'm sorry, last game. Last game they won six to three. He pitched eight innings, three yeah. earned. Um. So I mean, like we got to take that into account. And what's what's the odds Bieber is going to go eight innings pitch, nine nine innings pitch, eight innings pitch, and go another eight innings? Less than seven days of rest. I mean, but look at how I, I think those odds are good because that the Yankees' offense is not you know they're not hitting the ball they're not hitting the ball at all um let me pull up their you know their offensive numbers i'm sure it's in the low 200s so i think what we need to look at here then is we're taking bieber versus cole and if i'm going based off recent history i would lean the yankees here because bieber hasn't been good against the yankees yeah He's one and two against them in his last three starts. His last outing in the playoffs, he won the Cy Young, went 4.2 innings, gave up seven or 2.36 whip. So maybe he looks at that as motivation. This is a bounce back game for him. You know, do we take account into that? Do we put any weight into that? No, I don't think you can because, uh, I mean, again, both teams' bats are just so cold. Uh, I was able to pull it up. You got the Yankees at plus uh, at a sorry plus uh, at a they're batting two eleven, but then Cleveland's only batting two oh seven. Well, and when you're going up against two pitchers like this, that's you know that's not good to to boost those numbers. But uh, both of these teams are four and four. You know with their home record versus away record. I mean, maybe you could look at the this the Indians at seven and four is the favorite Yankees one and two is an underdog. 
The thing is, though, is uh, Cleveland's bullpen or their pitching hasn't been their issue because, I mean, they're only giving up 3.8 runs a game. Yeah. But they're only able to score 3.8 runs a game. Yeah. So they're just not able to score is their problem. 21st in on-base plus slugging. They're not hitting a ton of home runs. They're striking out a lot. 24% strikeout rate right now, batting. So I think I think Yankees money line is yeah, I think the Yankees way to go. money line actually might be the best play here. Minus one twenty is still you know good value. I hate there. fading Shane Bieber though. Yeah, but uh, and then same thing, you know, can you fade uh, Garrett Cole? Yeah, that's I mean that's tough. It's probably going to be a no decision for both of them. Let's be honest. That's why, I, that's why I wanted to pick this game because this is a this is a tough game to handicap here, mm-hmm. and it's like where do we put? Like, if we can't quantify something, what? How do we gauge this game? And you I think you're right. Trends. I think I think the money line here, uh, Yankees money line is the play here. Yeah. I yep. 100% agree. I would. I would say Yankees money line or Cleveland plus one and a half. But I'm more comfortable in Yankees money line. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's going to be a tight game. It is definitely going to be a tight game. Three to two, maybe four to three. Yeah. It's going to be between five and seven runs for sure, which is why that six and a half is nasty, dude. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just not fair because I'm not comfortable betting under six and a half runs, dude. Like, that's just not a lot of runs, even though the game could very well end three to two, like you said. Like yeah. I just don't, I don't feel comfortable making that bet yeah. because, because we saw last time these two pitchers face each other, the, the score was twelve to three. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you know, one of those teams' bats wake up and you know they're putting up a five spot. Yep. You know, then you know, is it five one? Is it? You know, five. Well, three. the Yankees have heated. The Yankees know. have heated up a little bit the last couple of games. They've they've been better. They sc- they've yeah. scored five runs and six runs so far. Yeah, they just hit that rough patch with Tampa Bay and Toronto. Yeah, but that was ugly. <laughs> that was that really was ugly. Very ugly. Yeah. All right, so we yeah. like Yankees money line. We're gonna lock that up. Let's move over to the second MLB game we're going to talk about. That's the Diamondbacks versus the Braves, Ben. So we got your guy, Madison Bumgarner, one and two on the year, sporting a hot, hot 8.68 ERA. How many beers he drinks tonight? (laughs) Going against Drew Smiley, who hasn't been much better, uh, 5.73 ERA. He doesn't even have a decision yet, so he's 0-0 on the year. Um, so what's your initial lean here, Ben? I mean, this is a tough one too. I like, uh, you know, look at the, the, the difference between, you know, your over under here compared to the last game. You've got a, it's sporting a nine there. Um, man, I think I'm going to have to go with the public here and I'm going to have to lean Atlanta. I mean, Bummy is, I mean, he's struggling. 
He yeah. is struggling. And even, even the games that he's pitched, like he, he hasn't gone distance. He's gone five innings twice and then the four and two thirds. Smiley, again, five innings twice and a sixth. Not much better. Yeah. Um, strikeouts in that loss against uh, San Diego, which is not bad. Oh, that was last year, though. It's only pitched twice this year. Man. Who? Smiley? Yeah. Yeah, he's only pitched twice. He hasn't been very good. A 6-7 loss and a 5-6 loss. Overs hit twice in those games. So Madison Bumgarner career against the Atlanta Braves, Ben. Listen to this. I had to pull this up because remember he's from Georgia, right? Yep. It's like his hometown, basically. Madison Bumgarner in Atlanta against the Braves, four and one with a 1.07 ERA, six starts, 42 innings pitched, only 27 hits, five earned, ever given up. Uh, only three home runs, six walks, 52 Ks, whip of 0.786, K per nine of 11.1. I mean, yeah, but Bumgarner has kind of fallen off the horse at the rodeo a couple few times, though. Like, he is definitely not well here. He, he's comfortable here, though. This is his hometown, dude, or his home the state. Last, the last, uh, but again, look at the last time Bumgarner pitched against Atlanta was 2019, and then before that was, you know, the last two before that was August 28th, 2016, and June 2nd, 2016. So I mean, sure, but some guys do. We see this all the time. We're like, especially in baseball, like some yeah, guys. But- Hit Bummy guys is well. not Bummy is not that pitcher that he was even two years ago. He's not even Bro, close to t- where he was two years ago. I mean, sure he's not, but still, you guys. Then you look, look at, at five years ago in 2016 when when the last time he pitched against uh, Atlanta was. No Four. way he's even close to that. No, like he's he's miles fucking away. The season is still young, Ben. Yeah, but I mean, you just you just told me that he destroys against Atlanta and in Atlanta. But I mean, the last time he pitched in Atlanta was, you know, a completely different person. So I don't. I mean, the one I, thing I, I will that trend. the one thing I will say though is like, although he has an eight point six eight ERA, he's not really being helped out by uh, his team because his FIP is only. 5.33 which is significantly lower than his era which usually in the long run of things the fip usually tells the true story so he could in his last start he was obviously much better so he could have you know just gotten off to a rough start and you know he could be finding his way back um so i mean you got to take that into account too and he's only He's only having hard hit balls, you know, 47% of the time, which is actually a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Batting average against 316, you know, but 
his ground ball rate's still pretty good. It's over 25%. So he's, I think he's, if we go based off his last start against Drew, not against Drew Smiley, but his last start, I mean, compared to Drew Smiley. And Washington's a good team, though. I mean, Atlanta hasn't been able to hit. They've been dog shit hitting the ball all year. They're still doing a hell of a lot better than Washington. And isn't a Washington is, is minus no, twenty six uh, in their their point differential compared to Atlanta, which is at zero. So, I mean, defensively, they are. You know, Washington is struggling, and Arizona just swept Cincinnati, who was like probably the hot, arguably the hottest team in the league. Yeah, but their defense is Arizona's defense is dead last 30th yeah, no, in runs, 30th in hits offensively they're all they're both pretty you know pretty even i like arizona money line here i think the plus 170 is pretty positive pretty good value i don't what's the braves average against lefties i don't have that up to you I'm try and find it real quick because that that is going to be something interesting to see um because some teams like don't hit lefties well and some teams don't hit righties well yeah let's see team batting gotta find this now, you I think, think this might be something that we we stick away from the money lines and, you know, maybe look at that over under. What are you leaning over? Yeah. You've got two pitchers who have not been great. Even, even last year, Smiley wasn't that great. And you've got two teams who are, you know, pretty good offensively and complete trash defensively. So the Braves against lefties are batting 188 right now this year. <laughs> but uh, hold on, what are they batting? They're batting <laughs> 234 though. against righties. And they've been struggling this year. They have been struggling. They're, they're really struggling against lefties. Yeah, but I, I don't see Bummy going deep. Versus left-handed starters, they're batting 265. What's the line sitting at right now for over-under? Lefty versus right-handed bat, 206. Lefty versus lefty, they're batting 118. <laughs> and Freddie Freeman is a big piece of their lineup, dude. He's a lefty. Are we sure Smiley's pitching tomorrow? Yeah, yeah it okay. says he's coming off the... Oh, he's coming off the 10-day. Okay, that's what I saw. I just saw that he was on the 10-day deal. So, uh, yeah, over-under sitting at nine. Lines move to... Plus 175, minus 195. 
Both of these teams are hitting an average of 228. I mean, I'm just, I struggle to put money on, on Bumgarner here. The one he, good thing about that I'm looking about the Braves is when they face a starter the third time through the lineup, they usually get to them, dude. 292 average. And the Diamondbacks' bullpen is not good. So yeah. if Bumgarner is out of that game before the third time through the lineup and they got to put in their bullpen, that could be issues for Arizona. So I, I actually – I agree with you. I, I like the over in this game. Yeah. You know, they scored nine runs against each other today, you know, and, and had – today being Friday, excuse me. Um, who they have on the hill? My biggest concern, actually, Ben, is – now that I'm looking at this uh, data with the Braves, they're only batting 182 against relievers. They're batting 258 against starters. So they're hitting starters well, but they're not hitting lefties well. And against relievers, they're not hitting them well at all. But the weirdest thing about all of this is in high leverage situations, they're batting 236, which is higher than they're batting in low leverage and medium leverage situations. Yeah. So they're good in the clutch with runners in position. I think the over is the way to go here. Yeah, I agree. I like the over. I think another solid bet would be uh, to take the over in the first five innings. If that's like three and a half. Yeah. I don't probably have that take line that. Here. My my sports book is uh is down right now, so I can't pull up that uh the prop. I would say like first five over three and a half or four and a half is like a solid bet. Yeah. And then over nine for the whole game. Yep. For sure. Best bet. Okay. All right, let's move on to basketball. So we're locking up uh, over nine for the Diamondbacks and Braves. Let's move on to some hoops, man. Let's talk call, uh, Chicago Bulls. I almost said college Bulls. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, they are heading in to American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. They are catching five points against the Miami Heat, who are coming off a terrible, terrible loss, Ben. So yeah. what's your initial lean on this game here? I, I mean, I, I lean the heat because, you know, you – I mean, we were talking about this as we were picking games to, to choose, and you mentioned that Levine's going to be out as well. But, um, you know, and, you know, coming off a game where they lost to the Hawks by 15, you know, that's that's significant without Trey Young playing. Um, you know, uh the over/under is definitely in play. Um, the spread, you know, I'd I lean Miami there, but we also know that Miami. Well, we've been hearing that there's some issues in the Miami locker room. Damn, someone's so, been listening to the full ninety-four. There we go. There we go. So, you know, this is, you know, this is one that I mean, this could be a Miami Heat team that's taken you know, taking a dive. 
I don't know and, if they're taking a dive. I mean, they still have Jimmy Butler on their team, and that dude does not like losing. He's a good leader. As much as people want to, you know, talk down about him or whatever, you can never deny his ability to lead a locker room of men. He's yeah. done it. He's done it a few times. This is a, you know, this is a very intriguing game because, you know, the Heat are really battling for playoff spot right now. Like right now, they'd have to play in the play-in tournament because they're yeah. the seven seed, and they had a prime. They had a good chance of beating the Atlanta Hawks tonight, in which case they would have held the tiebreaker against them, which would have put them over them if if by some way they they tied right. And right now Atlanta is the five seed, I believe. So this was a very bad loss. I know Victor Oladipo didn't play, but you're going against a Hawks team without Trey Young, without um, Clint Capella, and you allow them to shoot almost 60% from the field. And you're supposed to, you know, lean on your defense. The over-under in tonight's game was 213, and it went over by the seven-minute mark because the Heat could not get a stop. They could not get a stop at any point in the game yeah like the hawks were doing what they wanted with with no trey young so for me you know jimmy Butler said after the game today he said we're consistently inconsistent so that's why a team like miami is so hard to gauge because you don't know which heat team you're going to get from night to night yeah but the miami heat you know, on uh, against the spread with no rest on back to backs, they're six and four, covering sixty percent of the time, plus three point one margin. Plus they're at home. Chicago Bulls without Zach Levine. Bulls also coming off a win against Charlotte. The you know, Heat Bulls need to win this. That- the, no, but they I mean, have Bulls have to win this game as well, though. I mean, they're they're a game out. Who of, are you taking, Miami or Chicago? I, I don't know. I like Miami here, minus the five points. I think this is one I of mean, those, you, let's not overthink it. Like today, I would have taken Miami minus five and a half, knowing Trey Young and Clint Capella weren't playing nine times out of ten. Yeah, they they would have covered that game nine times. Yeah, they, but they would have covered that game, I guarantee Seven out of ten times, but and yeah, I feel but like they this... didn't. And but you, you also okay. So you're talking about how big of a game this is for Miami to win, but this is also a huge game for Chicago to win as well because they're sure. sitting a game back from that. But they don't have seat. Jimmy Butler. They don't even have a player well, near Jimmy Butler. There's cal- 29 caliber. teams that don't have Jimmy Butler on their team. Like, but I'm saying yeah, in this I mean, in this whatever. matchup. Who like who's gonna lead the Bulls here? Who's gonna lead them? I mean, Vucevic against Bam Adebayo. He hasn't been good against Bam in years since Bam has played. He's like the perfect kryptonite for what Vucevic does. The Bulls just don't have a bucket getter without Zach Levine. Who are they gonna rely on? Kobe yeah, White but hasn't Zach Levine been out for multiple games and he has, but I mean, they beat the Hornets without Gordon Hayward and LaMelo ball. I mean, the Hornets were trotting out fucking okay, Terry Rozier is their leading scorer, dude. Monday, they no beat Malik the Celtics. Monk. Like, 
But that was like a fluke, dude. And Jason Tatum didn't even play that game. And they beat Cleveland, who everyone beats. And they also I th- lost a, by a shit ton to Cleveland. So I, There's no way Miami loses two games in a row, and I think they're going to be pissed off. And I think this is a game where they just, like, fucking smoke Chicago. And I'd probably also lean the under because I don't think Chicago is going to score 80 points. Or I should say I don't think they're going to score 90 points. I heavily yeah. lean the under, and I love Miami minus five here. But I actually like the under better now that I think about it. I think the under 210 is a play here. The under, under 210, I can see. Because Miami uh, doesn't I, score a ton regardless. Yeah, five points is just, it. it you know, it, it could be a lot. It could be a lot, especially with the way that, you know, Miami doesn't put up a lot of points either. So that's what I'm saying. That's I the, would, that is the hard part with them. Yeah. I think the under 210 is the play here. I, I'd go with that. I would definitely go with that. Yeah. I like the under 210, and I also like Miami minus five, but I'm not going to lock up Miami minus five. But I would say put like a half unit on that for sure. Yeah, I think with the 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 way that Chicago doesn't put up a lot of points, they've got Levine out. Miami's defense is, you know, ranked top three in the league, you know, for, for score against that, that minus yeah. 210. Except when they go. play tonight. Yeah. They're so inconsistent, man. All right, so let's take the under 210 there. And let's talk some UFC, man. Let's talk some UFC. We got UFC 261 coming up tomorrow. Rumor has it there's going to be 15,000 fans. And apparently, Ben, listen to this. You had to sign a waiver to get in, basically saying, like, that you realize, you know, you're putting yourself in danger with COVID and stuff. Yep. So Florida, you know, obviously signed the waiver. They're like, all right, yep. let's do this. Um, so this is going to be interesting, man. This is going to be the first UFC event with fans, really, in a while. I know they had some in time, Abu yeah. Dhabi or whatever, but they didn't have, Not like, a, a ton. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, so do you think that plays any kind of a factor in a matchup like Kamaru Usman who's minus 450 right now, heavy favorite against Jorge Masvidal. And honestly, I think the minus 450 is, like, being generous, dude. Uh, Usman should probably be, like, minus 650 here. He dominated the last fight, and he's only gotten better. Yeah, I, I you know, I think Usman's going to take this. Um, I, I do want to sprinkle a little bit on, you know, that plus – you know, 325, 335, depending on the book that you're going, um, just because it's UFC. One shot, you know, can can take somebody out. Um, right. You know, I I would probably, you know, hedge a little bit on that, you know, that plus 325, um, especially because yet that minus 450, minus 460 is not, you know, that that's not a good money return. Um, yeah. But who do I think is going to take this W? I, you know, it, it's it's going to be Usman. Yeah. Big time. 
there's no value there at all. The, yeah, nothing. Nothing. But maybe if you like parlay it with some other fights, um, which you know, I haven't deep I haven't taken a total deep dive into this, but I definitely like Weilei Zhang to beat Rose, Thug Rose, even though I, lo- I love Rose as a fighter, but Zhang is just a beast, dude. And then the Zhvenko uh, Andrade fight is pretty interesting, too. Um, Valentina, obviously a heavy favorite, minus 470. That's a tough, I'd probably lay off that one. Yeah. Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. That's an interesting one. Alex Oliveira versus Randy Brown. Alex Oliveira plus 125 right now. I think that's good value as a dog. Yeah. So I'm looking a little bit more at this, uh, you know, this Usman Masvidal fight. And, you know, the way that Usman has won, you know, majority of his matches is through the unanimous decision of going distance. Yeah, he's uh, like extremely so, fit and conditioned yeah so maybe that um you know the over on rounds uh i mean maybe go into that prop that prop bet of you know you know this this ends in usman and decision um you know that might be the way to he way finished to off there. gilbert burns though he did he's got Let's see, he's got two KOs or TKOs. He's got one submission, eight uh, unanimous decisions. Yeah, because, I mean, he's a great wrestler, dude. Yeah. And he just – he controls fights. And that's the thing. That's like like, uh, GSP. That's why GSP was so great because he just controlled every fight. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't overwhelm you with athleticism or power or anything. He would just control the whole fight. And he wouldn't allow the other fighter to, you know, get to their strengths and utilize their strengths to beat him. Yep. And that's why I like that's why I like Usman in this fight because strikers, of course, they can land a punch and win at any time. Yep. But Usman's not gonna. He doesn't allow the strikers to land that punch. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think maybe that's where you hedge your bet here is Masvidal with a KO or a technical, you know, because that's going to get you some good plus value there. And that's going to be yeah. some huge plus value. So if you're going to throw anything, that's that's going to be how he he will win this fight if, and that's a huge if, he does somehow find a way. Um, right. You know, or you take Usman with the distance. For some reason, I just think Usman's going to end it before the distance, this fight. What was uh, in their last fight? How did that? Their last fight went five rounds. Yeah. But Usman's gotten better with every fight. That's the thing with him is like he improves everything about his, his fighting technique, his style. Everything improves. He gets better as a striker, gets even better as a wrestler. It's like, how do you beat someone like that? And last time we saw a Mosfidal fight, he lost to Usman. So, yeah. And Usman beat Burns 
with the knockout in what 34 seconds into the third round or 34 seconds left in the third. Hmm. I mean, if we're going to lock anything up, I'd, I'd take Usman. Yeah. Usman minus 450. I know it's not good value there. I mean, I would probably I'd, say over two and a half rounds though. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I think that's a pretty what's the what's the value on the vig on that like uh, minus 140 it shows here uh it doesn't show me here my it's book is uh, like 140 my book is not happy right now it's probably minus 140 but I would down. say that's the yep. best bet over two yep. and a half hundred percent hundred percent right there all right, All right, nice, man. We got some good bets this week. We didn't make a shot bet because Ben's tired of losing those. And those Ouch. seem to be like the, the bets I win the most is when I bet someone another <laughs> shot I don't lose. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So we talked uh, Yankees-Indians. And in that game, we're going Yankees-Money Line, minus 125 right now. Yep. Uh, we talked Diamondbacks against the Atlanta Braves. And we're going over nine runs in that game. And then we talk Bulls versus Heat, and we're taking the under 210. Uh, Miami Heat coming off a back-to-back bad loss. They don't score a lot of points regardless, but we think they're going to have a a great defensive uh, showing tomorrow night. I expect it. I think the locker room is going to be fired up. And then we're talking UFC 261, and we're going to take Usman Masvidal over two and a half rounds. We both like Usman to win the fight as well. You could sprinkle like a quarter unit on Masvidal, you know, by KO just for solid odds as well. That's not a bad investment. Yep. You know, you could use it like Doge was supposed to go to the moon. Actually, my uh, my book just popped back up. Let me see what that uh, what that prop is because that's that's probably going to be huge money there. Master all the KO. Yeah. Let me it's see. Like the only way he's going to win though, so it's probably like plus two hundred, plus two fifty. Uh, it's not showing me. It's probably not like- showing me. It's probably not more than like plus 400 because that's the only way Masvidal is going to win is by KO. Yeah, but the likelihood of him winning is not. Oh, it's slim to none, but if he is going to win, that's going to be the way to win. True. Very true. Masvidal by decision is probably like a lottery ticket. Yeah. 100%. Yep. All right. All right, y'all. So four good bets there. Hell yeah, man. Four solid bets. Let's lock them in. Let's win that money. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hopefully, you tailed us last show because we were hot. Hopefully, you tail us this show. We hope to continue the streak. But we will catch y'all on Taproom on Monday morning. Once again, go to Tavour.com to get craft beer delivered straight to your front door. It's easy. Just go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app from your mobile device. Use promo code Taproom for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. Here with my partner in crime, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Yes, sir.
Oh, and before we get out of here, we've got to shout out our, our live stream we're going to be doing for the NFL Draft. We're going to have Brian on from the program as well. Dude's a big uh, draft nerd. And we're going to have Steady Eddie come on as well. So just join us, man. We're going to be drinking some beers. Uh, ben will probably be drinking some bourbon and it'll it'll be a good time man i'm looking i'm really looking forward to it man i'm excited to have something interesting with football related Ben. yep oh, yeah. so join us go to go to taproomsports.com to check that out you can always uh check us out on the socials at taproom sports podcast on instagram facebook.com slash taproom sports podcast you can catch me on Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP. We are out. Good luck, everybody, on your bench tomorrow. Let's now I get the hottest ass. How I feel about you is lukewarm. Let me bring you up because I got all this cash. I'm asking where you work at. What kind of car you drive? Beat down a court, catch you up at five guys. I get thousands for the walkthrough inside a nightclub, strip clubs, big bucks. Yes, sir, that's right. You done got left if you don't got my new number. A rich man told me it's a part of.